0: Listen, this is this is freelancing advice in general. Charge more. Charge more. Hello, hello. What's up and welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Are you someone who's thinking yes 2022 or whatever year you're watching this this is going to be my year i am so ready to do my own thing i'm ready to work in my pajamas or at a co-working space or wherever you work best i want to work for myself i want to take my side hustle full time if that sounds like you definitely keep on listening or even if you're somebody who is thinking of introducing a new revenue stream maybe you are working predominantly with clients right now, and you want to move into something a little bit more passive or vice versa, this should help you out as well. I've done a couple of episodes of the podcast and videos on my YouTube channel about what you should do before leaving your day job. I definitely recommend checking those out. So I'll link them for you all. But this episode is really meant to unveil some of the secrets that enabled me to get to that point. The first thing that I feel like nobody talks about is that when you are side hustling, you should be super niche. Now, listen, when I was side hustling, I took a little bit of what I could get right. In the very beginning, I was like, I just want to start a business. So I'm going to take whatever I can get. But after those first few portfolio projects of you just kind of working out the kinks and learning how this stuff all works, you should be very niche. You should only be taking on the types of clients that you want to take on. You know, yes, this is somewhat just general business advice, I suppose, but it's really important actually in this side hustle phase because in the side hustle phase, you don't need the clients quite yet to pay your bills. What you're making is extra in, in most cases, so it should be stuff that you actually want to do. If you think about like extracurricular activities, you know, maybe you're on a volleyball team or you play golf with your friends or, you know, whatever you invest in some type of relationship outside of your work life. Those are voluntary, right? Nobody is holding, you know, a weapon to your head in saying that you have to do those things. So you're going to choose the things that are the most important to you. You're going to spend time with the friends who matter most to you. And you're going to say no to some of those more Casual acquaintances. And that should be the same thing, the same mindset for a side hustle. If you start taking on everybody under the sun who wants to work with you, the problem is you are going to have this portfolio that is all over the place. So when it's time for you to go full time in your business, no one's going to know what you really specialize in. And you're probably also not going to do a great job with all of those clients. You know, you should be taking on clients that you really want and that you're really excited about the niche because that way you are going to really blow it out of the park for them, knock it out of the park for them and really perform and have good. Numbers and good results to put into your portfolio. It's going to help you a lot more when it comes time to do it full-time. The next thing to think about is investing in your education Mm -hmm. now. You know, I think a lot of people wait until they're full-time to take a course, to go to a conference, to do all those things because then they realize they need some particular skill or they do it maybe for the networking, which is valuable, but you can do that stuff before too. And again, you can do that that when you have the time, because you can say, you know what, I'm not gonna take on a client this month. I'm instead gonna use this as an education month because I already have my bills paid for from my day job. So really get intentional with this too. You know, don't take every course under the sun. Don't go to every event and conference under the sun. But if you're like, I really need to learn how to use Photoshop, make it Photoshop month next month and, and take on minimal clients or no clients and focus on that course. If you're like, I just need to come up with the launch strategy, then focus on a course about launching. But you know, the thing is once you get full time in your business, you're gonna be too busy doing stuff to be sitting and learning all day long. I'm not saying it's not possible. And I do still think it is really important to invest in your education. Even if after you are full time, I still invest in my education, but listen, I'd be lying if I said that there weren't, you know, months that I just don't crack open a book or I don't enroll in a course, or I miss out on some of my mastermind stuff because I'm just too busy in the business. So you don't want that to happen. And then you're like, oh, I wish I would have learned X, Y, Z. The other thing about this is depending on the industry that you're in and do this ethically, of course, um, don't like steal essentially from your employer. But if you're freelancing, if your side hustle is in the same industry as your current job, there's a lot of crossover that can happen. I really, I volunteered for all the things when I was at my day job. Anytime we got to go to a conference, I always raised my hand and said I wanted to go. Anytime there was like an opportunity To take a course or a certification from like our social media management tool that we used or anything like that. I always raised my hand and said, Yeah, I'll do it. Because yes, of course, I wanted it to help me in my day job too. And it did. But I was also thinking, you know, this will probably be something that will help me with my business. A lot of those things are expensive. You know, going to some of the conferences I went to as a full-time employee, those are like thousand-dollar tickets for those events. So I don't want to say take advantage of those opportunities like in a sketchy way, but do take advantage of them in a good way. You know, if there's crossover, say yes. Also, I'll say that with projects too. Like I raised my hands for all kinds of projects. I would regularly help out with like web projects and PR projects and just different things that maybe I wouldn't have the opportunity to do when I was working full time for myself. So take those things as learning experiences too. And, um, you know, try to get as much, as much experience as you can while you're there. Next thing that not enough people do, not enough people talk about is you need to charge a premium. Listen, this is, this is freelancing advice in general, charge more, charge more. But particularly when you're side hustling, actually, I think people go at it from the opposite view a lot and they say, well, I'm only side hustling. Like I don't have, you know, 40 hours to dedicate to this client. So I am going to let them pay me less when really it should be the opposite. It should actually be, again, thinking back to that extracurricular activity analogy I used, you should be. Working with clients who are like, you're excited about these projects. You're not begging them to take a chance on you. It's actually the opposite. Of course, you have to be realistic. If a client does need you 40 hours a week. Well, first of all, that's not a client that's a job, but you know, if there are things that you can't do, there are events you won't be able to go to because you can't travel because you have a job or, you know, there's times you're not available or whatever, sure. Then take that into account. You of course want to charge what's fair for the client, but. In most cases, that doesn't matter. Like I was working the same amount of hours on client work as a side hustler and as a full-time freelancer. I just took on more clients actually when I was full-time freelancing. And actually I would even argue that maybe they're getting less value that way because now they're competing for my time a little bit more because I have to take on more clients to pay the bills. You understand? So charge a full rate. While you're side hustling, do not give discounts, the side hustle discount. You know, of course, maybe like I said about niches, you might need to take on a couple of portfolio projects just to, you know, get the experience, get the testimonials, things like that. Same thing for the rates. Of course, maybe you take a couple of lower price projects, but after that go into full rates, your rate should be no different if you're a full-time freelancer and if you're a side hustle that shouldn't really matter. Assuming the role is not super travel heavy or you're not on the phone, twelve hours a day, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, this is something a lot of us mess up about. I certainly did. I was just kind of like taking on whatever. And my goal, like my my thought process was I need to take on volume so I can get out of here so I can go full time. So if that means I'm taking on ten, projects, I'm just going to do it, suck it up, hustle, 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 and I'll figure it out later. That's what I tried to do. I mean, it worked out for me in the long run, but I think the smarter thing to have done would do have said, I'm going to work with two $2,500 clients, even if that means I'm sticking around a little longer at my day job, but I'm really building up that Solid reputation for myself. I'm building up those systems in the back end of my business You know, I'm really doing things right versus just hustle, hustle, hustle. And then, you know, feeling really stressed. And then again, going into the same thing with the niches is not doing a great job all the time, not always having something to point to in my portfolio that I'm super proud of quality over quantity. I would say is definitely, it's definitely something to keep in mind. I just mentioned this a little bit, but the next thing I want you to think about doing is setting up kind of the bones or the infrastructure of your business before you go full-time. What I mean by that is developing your systems. So your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, setting up your client management system, setting up your email system, setting up, you know, your, your payment processors, getting your LLC, if you haven't yet setting up your business bank account, finding an accountant like all of these things are actually so annoying um they're those little things in business that you're like i just gotta you know fill out a form it's not that hard and they're not that hard but wouldn't you rather be able to run to your bank after work or on your lunch break when you're getting paid at your day job and take care of a business bank account rather than take a whole you know half a day off of your business where you could be making money and just get it taken care of then. Besides just the, you know, annoyingness of it all of having to go to the bank and do all these errands and stuff, you also just want to be landing in a good place. So you don't want to leave the structure of a day job and have, you know, your money is being deposited every two weeks and, you know, everything's really systematized to just chaos because that makes it really hard. It's a really hard adjustment regardless of how organized you are. Things are just different. But you want to be really landing in a soft space, I guess, and, um, making sure that all of this stuff is set up and ready to go. In addition to all of those financial, and maybe some of that legal stuff, which a lawyer, an accountant, they can all help you with again. It's great. Cause you have your day job money still. So use that to pay for some of those things that can add up $200 here, $200 there it adds up. Um, in addition to that, you also will want to build the bones of your online presence. So Build a website, you know, building a website takes time. I, all the time I'm like, oh yeah, I can just put a website together real quick. No, it ends up taking me like three months to build myself. If you're going to work with a designer, they book out. They take time if they're a good designer. So, you know, you want to invest in that stuff and play the long game with some of those things. So you're not scrambling to put something together the day that you go full-time freelance and realize, oh my gosh, I really need a website. All of the infrastructure stuff, by the way, is covered in the online business launch lab. If you are not new around here, you've heard me talk about it before, but actually doors are closing at the end of this week, um, or, or Monday, I guess so. If this is something that you're listening to, you're thinking I'm side hustling and I am ready to get some of this infrastructure set up. I'm ready to sort of build the bones, of my business and develop a launch plan and exit strategy, all of that stuff. Then the online business launch lab is going to be a great place for you. It's an eight week course. You get to keep all the lessons and rewatch them at your own pace though as well. And it's meant for any service providers, like a freelance social media manager, graphic designer, anything like that or a course creator or coach. So if you're interested in that, I'll leave the link in the show notes for you. We have payment plans available and the clock is ticking on that. And I I think it'll be really good, especially for the side hustlers out there, or those of you who maybe already have a business, but are looking to introduce a new revenue stream, like a course or a coaching program or something like that. So wanted to let you know about that. My last tip, the last thing that you will want to do before taking your side hustle full-time, of course, I think all of you know what I'm going to say. It's save money again thinking about landing in a soft space a soft spot you don't want to just do things chaotically i understand that this is not possible for everybody and i want to be sensitive to that like i'm very fortunate in that i wasn't run out of my job i didn't lose my job i could really choose when i left my job and i also will say that i made a pretty good salary in my opinion i mean it was more than i ever imagined i would make Uh, at that point in my life, I grew up without a lot of money at all. So I was fortunate in that I was able to save money. Okay. So I understand my, my privilege there, but if you can help it at all, it really, really helps now. If you are in the situation where you just have to leave for your mental health or you're getting harassed or so anything like that, I empathize with you and you can still do it. I know plenty of people who just quit like on the spot and they are thriving today. So you don't want you to think that you can't make it, but I am very conservative in a lot of areas of, you know, when it comes to finances and things like that. So for me, it felt a lot better to just save money and land in a soft spot. So I. You know, I've done a lot of research on this. I've talked about this many times before, but general financial advice ranges from like three months of expenses, six months to 12 months. It really depends, I think, on your comfort level and your willingness to take on risk. For me, when I left my job, I was in my early twenties, mid twenties, I guess. I didn't have children. I didn't have a husband. I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't even have a dog. So I was in a area where it could be a little bit more risky, I think, than if I had four kids, a husband, two mortgages. You know, um, I was taking care of my mom. I would have probably wanted to save a lot more money than I did, but I'll be honest about exactly how much I saved. I don't think I've ever shared this. I was looking back at bank statements and I think I had saved pretty close to $20,000 when I quit my job. And I did the math on this. I don't know, you know, $20,000, that might sound like a lot to some people. That might sound like nothing to some people. You might be like, wow, you're living on the edge. To me, that was a lot of money. I mean, like I said, I didn't grow up with a lot of money at all. So to even have $20,000 in my bank account was like, what? Um, So to me, that was a lot. And yeah, I pretty much took all of my freelance side hustle income and put it into a bank account. I didn't touch it except for to pay taxes or to like buy business equipment and stuff. So that's a good way to just get in the habit of saving is just save it all. Don't touch it again. Keep in mind, you don't need to be living large, right? Like you already have a salary. So your salary, if it's, if it's a decent salary, it should be paying all your expenses as is you shouldn't need to be tapping into that at all. And I did the math on it about, I think my expenses at that time were probably around $3,000 a month and that's that's like very frugal right like that's if i am eating I'm cooking every day, Um, I'm not buying any clothes, any makeup, I'm not going on any trips, I'm not buying any gifts. That's like, that was just my rent, my groceries, my car stuff and like health insurance and things like that was around $3,000 a month. So I guess it equaled out to me saving about six months of expenses. So that was comfortable for me. I didn't feel scared every day. You know, I knew that if I couldn't make rent next month I could tap into my savings. I never really did dip into my savings too much. Honestly, I, maybe the first month a little bit, but I, I got off on a really good start. And then I had that $20,000 to just use for tax savings and as kind of an emergency fund and things like that. And you know, it grew from there. But so obviously, you know, the more that you can save, the better, you can say 40,000, 50,000. Great. Good for you. That wasn't realistic for me, but do what you can do. And the reason it's, it's such a good idea to save money is because again, you're going to be saying yes to people you want to say yes to and not saying yes out of desperation, if I just needed to pay the bills, listen, there's a lot of things I would do to pay the bills. There's a lot of clients I would work with just to pay the bills, but they're not going to be in your desired niche. You're going to be kind of all over the place, taking what you can get. You're probably going to be taking low rates. You're probably going to be, you know, doing things that maybe you don't agree with. So you want to make sure that you have that cushion so that you can be a little bit picky. And then of course, if Wild things happen in the world, in the business in your personal life. You know, life, life happens. Okay. Um, I think 2020, 2021, 2022, please let things get better. But these years have taught us a lot in that things can change in the blink of an eye with our health, with the world, with our businesses, with the economy. So having some cushion in the bank account is a good idea. All right. Those are my five secrets to. Uh, actually taking your side hustle full-time. I hope this was helpful for you. If you are planning to go full-time in the new year, I would say comment down below, but you n- might not want to put all your business out there. If you do comment down below, but if not, I'm wishing you all the very best. And again, if you are listening and you are looking to introduce a new revenue stream, you are looking to leave your day job, you're looking to launch your business in general, definitely check out the Online Business Launch Lab at onlinebusinesslaunchlab.com. We're gonna be starting class very soon. I am. So So excited. We'll be meeting at least once a week, sometimes twice a week for eight weeks in a live kind of class format where you can ask me anything. And we'll also be going over different modules that cover some of the eight pillars or essentials to building an online business. Everything from content marketing to business operations and more. So I would love to see some of you in there. I'm already gonna see some of you in there, but I'd love to see more of you in there. And with that, I will talk to you in the next episode. I post new podcasts every Friday and videos on YouTube. every Monday. See you over there. Have a good day. Bye.